0: Hurry in for great deals during the Ram Make This the Summer Event. Ram, built to serve. Right now, get 0% financing for 72 months, plus no monthly payments for 90 days on the 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $1,389 per month per 1000 financed for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Deferred monthly payments for well-qualified buyers. See dealer for details. Offer ends 9 2022 K-O-I-N, in Portland. CBS News is next, and then CBS Radio Mystery Theater.
1: CBS News. North Vietnam's premier has thanked the Soviet Union and other communist countries for their help in the communist victory in South Vietnam. This is Doug Poling reporting on the CBS Radio Network. Premier Phan Van Dong expressed his gratitude and said he thanks the Soviet people for playing an important part in the victories in the South. In Cambodia, the new communist government says it has begun to build what it calls a sound, clean social system based on agriculture. Radio Phnom Penh denounced the regime of former President Lon Nol, saying it had imported everything from abroad. Vietnamese refugees continue to arrive in this country. The refugee population of Camp Pendleton, California, has swelled to over 18,000. Arrivals are now being diverted to other camps in the Midwest and the South. The relocation of refugees in the U.S. continues to be controversial. Singer Ertha Kitt, who was an outspoken critic of the Vietnam War while it was going on, says America's minorities and poor should get priority over the Vietnamese homeless. Senator James Buckley, Republican of New York, says the nation should go ahead and accept the Vietnamese. These people are desperate. The fears that seem to be expressed are, 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 are way overextended. It is not conceivable that this nation with 210 million people can't absorb 130 or 150,000, uh, of whom uh, fewer than 40,000 would actually be in the, in a job market. Senator James Buckley, CBS News continues in a moment. Libraries best selling novel 34 East. A ceasefire line is drawn in the Sinai. On one side, Egyptian and Soviet troops. On the other, Israel and its American allies. Then, Arab fanatics kidnap the President of the United States, forcing the great powers to start the countdown for nuclear war. The suspense reaches a shattering climax in 34 East, the international bestseller now in paperback. 34 East. Read it today while it's still fiction. If you ever use a hemorrhoid preparation, you should know this. Vaseline Brands has news. It's hemorrhoid ointment. Hemorrhoid works fast, helps protect with a proven medical ingredient for soothing occlusion. And hemorrhoid gives you only this key ingredient, so it gives you more than the leading preparation. Now at your first sign of pain, burning, and itching, turn to soothing hemorrhoid. Hemorrhoid from Vaseline Brands. Use only as directed. The strike by anesthesiologists at hospitals in San Francisco is starting to spread. Some of the doctors who work at hospitals in Santa Cruz County, California, now say they'll work only in emergency cases. The anesthesiologist began the walkout 10 days ago to protest skyrocketing costs of malpractice insurance. One physician involved in the protest, Dr. Sanford Marcus of the Union of American Physicians, says many hospitals could be in serious pr- uh, trouble if the problem is not solved soon. Several hospitals in the San Francisco Bay base- are at less than
2: 50% of occupancy. The hospital conference claims that they are losing over $400,000 a day. And we feel that if this
3: situation is allowed to deteriorate further, several hospitals may become bankrupt.
1: Dr. Marcus says it is not a doctor's strike. He terms the situation a lockout by the insurance carriers. Near Ashland, Oregon, Friday, a bus carrying some high school students from California struck a car and rolled down the side of a mountain. Three people on the bus were killed, 17 others hurt. Two of the dead have been identified. They are the bus driver and a 16-year-old girl. The bus was transporting some students from Mount Shasta, California, to Harris Beach State Park in Oregon for a weekend field trip. President Owen Lee Staley of the National Farmers Organization says the NFO will appeal a ruling by the Internal Revenue Service revoking the tax-exempt status of the organization. Staley says the IRS did so on grounds the NFO markets its members' products. Staley maintains the NFO acts only as a bargaining agent for members who actually make their own sales. The Agriculture Department Friday forecast a record wheat crop for this year. The winter wheat crop is estimated at 1.62 million bushels, up 16% from last year. Now this. Hey, summer's coming. Have a good year,
4: America. have a good year now.
1: Some are off to a great start with 20% savings on Goodyear polyglass radial tires. Get a good kid, I save. Goodyear polyglass radials are built to last up to 30,000 miles. And now through Saturday, you get 20% off the regular price at participating dealers in Goodyear service stores. Here's the riddle Name a giant that lives in the ocean but can't breathe underwater. A giant that sings songs, but has no vocal cords. Give up. It's a whale. One of the most fascinating giants that ever lived. And what's more, these giants have enormous brains and impressive intelligence. Let's use some of ours to save them from extinction. A message from the National Audubon Society and its local chapters. After eight weeks of talks, the U.N. conference on the law of the sea ended the current session Friday in Geneva. Delegates remain far apart on revision of the laws governing the use of the oceans. Another meeting will be held next March. Doug Poling, CBS News.
0: The Oregon House Revenue Committee has cleared a bill to let people vote in the primary election next spring on whether the state gasoline tax should be increased by a penny a gallon. The House approved and sent to the Senate a bill to limit the total award in medical malpractice suits to $400,000, and the Senate approved and sent to the House a bill that that, uh, would require lending institutions to pay interest on mortgage reserve accounts. A 40-year-old former Oregon state prisoner, Richard Marquette, pleaded innocent in Salem today to a murder charge in the death April 19th of Betty Wilson of Sio, Oregon. Circuit Court Judge Val Sloper of Marion County set Marquette's trial for June 2nd. Mrs. Wilson's dismembered body was found under a bridge near Salem. Marquette was arrested three days later. A report by the U.S. Soil Conservation Service and the National Weather Service predicts excellent water supplies for much of Oregon this coming summer. The snowpack ranges from 50% above average in the northern portion of the state to four times the normal amount in the southern portion. And all of the state except the Central Cascades got more precipitation than normal during the past month. A research group says the Public Utility Commissioner's staff is not doing its job of representing the consumer's side. In a rate increase request by Pacific Northwest Bell Telephone Company, the Oregon Student Public Interest Research Group made the claim in a report. It criticizes the staff's support of the telephone company's request to charge 20 cents for each call for directory assistance and for each call from a pay telephone. The weather for the Portland metropolitan area variable cloudiness tonight, Saturday, and Sunday. Increasing chance of afternoon and evening showers or thunder showers. Little cooler Saturday with the highs in the middle 70s, lows near 50 degrees, highs Sunday in the middle 60s, light winds tonight, and southerly at 5 to 15 miles per hour on Saturday. Chance of measurable rainfall, 20% tonight, 30% Saturday, and 60% Saturday night. Right now in downtown Portland, the temperature stands at 63 degrees. That's KOIN News to 1108. I'm Bill Garrity.
1: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. The Bible speaks of a voice that cries out in the wilderness... And yet, there is an even vaster wilderness than the trackless, arid desert that is spoken of in the book. This is a wilderness so terrifying that it stretches out even beyond infinity. It is a wilderness of boundless, limitless space. But desolate though it may be, this is not a quiet wilderness, nor is it empty. It hums and buzzes and crackles with noise and sound, and... Even voices. Yes, there are voices that cry out in this wilderness, too. Voices that are not human, but voices that weep and laugh and threaten.
2: Where are those production schedules,
1: Bert? Production schedules? Yes, production schedules. You're chief engineer. I didn't make them up, I didn't think it was necessary. What are you talking about? We'll be out of business.
2: Out of business? could we go out of business? We get more orders than we can handle. That
1: doesn't matter. We'll be out of business anyhow. Why, Bert? Just tell me why. Because the world is about to come to an end.
2: Oh. Where did you hear
1: this? On the radio. The radio? I didn't hear it. I know that. It's something that you can only hear on my radio. mystery drama, The Voices of Death, was written especially for the mystery theater by Sam Dan and stars Norman Rose. It is sponsored in part by Uncle Ben's Long Grain and Wild Rice and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. A Bush, St. Louis.
5: When you dine at the Captain's Corner, you found the corner on excellent dining in downtown Portland. It's a select menu at our Captain's Corner, proudly served in a warm, friendly atmosphere. We feel quality service is just as important as a quality menu, and at the Captain's Corner, you get both. For a relaxing lunch for that gracious dinner after five, it's the Captain's Corner, downtown in the Century Tower building on Southwest 12th between Jefferson and Maine with free parking.
3: The
4: newspaper reporter was almost in tears. Mr. Coward, Mr. Coward, she cried. Haven't you anything to say to the star? Certainly, said Mr. Coward.
3: Twinkle.
1: Noel Coward's wit and music breezes onto the stage in the Blue Room at the Portland Civic Theater. Oh, Coward. A new musical comedy review is now playing on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights at 8.30. Call 226-3048 for reservations. Do your spring thing with O. Coward at Portland Civic Theater. If you ever took one of those ordinary, round, one-quart ice cream containers, a handful of paper fasteners, a couple of paper clips, some number 36 enameled copper wire, a small piece of silicone or galena, and a pin or two and transformed it all into a radio set. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. Unbelievably, it worked. You could hear the Paul Whiteman Orchestra and Will Rogers and President Coolidge. How unbelievably primitive your crystal set would seem now. But is it possible that your cat's whisker might still receive a message that simply is not getting through the marvelously sophisticated equipment we have today? Uh, yes, Miss Hastings? It's
5: Mr. Cartwright of National Industries. He wants to congratulate
1: you. Uh, tell him that I'm in a meeting.
5: And you've got four other calls on hold. Well, board. tell
1: them all I've gone to Outer Mongolia for the afternoon.
5: Oh, yes, Mr. Fowler. What should I say if they ask
1: me why? Oh, tell them I had to buy some yacht butter. And, oh, yes, uh, Miss Hastings, uh, could you come in? Oh, wow. Uh, now, uh, Miss Hastings, would you mind retyping this letter? It's not very long. I've, uh, you see, I've marked the words that aren't spelled right.
5: Oh, Mr. Fowler, it's not that I spell them wrong. It's just I leave out the E and all words that have an I and an E. I write receive and deliver. I don't know why I do that.
1: Well, maybe we better send you to a psychiatrist.
5: Oh, I'd be afraid to talk to one of those people. Uh, Mr. Fowler, now that you'll become president of the company, uh... W- will you need me any more? Miss
1: Hastings, what kind of question is that? Well,
5: I thought you'd want a new secretary. Somebody who looks like she might be a secretary to the president. Uh, Miss Hastings,
1: for 24 years we've been a team. When I get promoted, you get promoted. Now, now, what's it doing outside?
5: Well, Mr. Davis would like to see you. Oh, Arthur, send him in. Yes, sir. And remember,
1: Miss Hastings,
5: I before E.
1: Except after C. I, Bert. it? Now, what is this, Arthur? You feel you have to be announced now? I don't become president until tomorrow. Uh, yes, tomorrow. Yes, and even then, I'll probably still be the same sweet, lovable Bert Fowler. <laughs> now, what's your problem, Arthur? Problem? Uh, uh, who says I have a problem? Well, you look like a man with a problem. Do I?
2: Hmm. Well, how
1: are things, Bert? <laughs> uh, now that you've deftly changed the subject, I may add I'm being swamped with requests for my bio. There were two of them, anyhow. Uh, why not? you You're a famous man. I will be after tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes, I knew it would happen one day. I said it 25 years ago. Remember, Arthur? Do you remember 25 years ago? Remember what? You don't have a sentimental bone in your body. How can you say that? I'm paying alimony to two wives. We both came here the same week, didn't we? Two raw youngsters just out of college. And we did pretty well. But... Uh, Yes, Arthur, what is it? Well... I guess there's only one way to say this. You're not going to be made president of this company.
2: What? But I'm you know, not. The board of directors met last week. The decision was made to name <coughs> to name Ron Anderson. Ron Anderson? Oh, you can't be serious. You now the board wanted me to break the news to
1: uh, to cushion the shock. Oh, I see. Because we're old friends. I it's quite perceptive and sensitive. And everybody agrees that you're entitled to greater recognition and that. Well, a special title will be created for you. But it won't be the title I deserve, President. And more money, a lot more money, stock options, bonuses. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Arthur. Excuse me. Yes,
4: Mr.
1: Fowler? Uh, take a letter, please. My personal stationery. Today's date. To the chairman of the board, dear Frank Please accept my resignation effective immediately. Uh, I'll sign it the moment you've finished. But you—you—you you, you can't do it. I've just done it. Now listen to me. Please don't.
5: Just, ple- Mr. Fowler, did I did I just hear yeah. you say that? No, now people- Miss
1: Hastings, uh, please go back to your desk. I want that typed immediately. Don't you type one word. Now everything's going to be just fine. You just go out to your desk, Miss Hastings. Now, now, but, but the board of directors—there was no board of directors twenty-five years ago. Huh. How high and mighty we've become. We now have a board of directors. Just calm down. I walked into this company 25 years ago, and it was going down for the third time. This, this pathetic little two-by-four, fly-by-night. Bert, you, you have to realize... Whose ideas turned this company around? Yours. Whose designs made the difference? Yours. Nobody denies that, Bert, but times have changed, and you... Well, you don't have the right image for the president of the company. Oh, Really? Let's talk about images, shall we? Who worked out the circuit that enables this company to create the world's best image on a screen? It's
3: a new ball game. Well, if it is, you can
1: play it. You represent the past. But, uh, but you're too old. What? At fifty-three, I'm too old. No, no, no it, it's it's the way the way you dress and the, the way you cut your hair and, and the way you impress people. You're just... Well, I guess the only way I can put it is that you. are you're just too World War II-ish. Whereas Ronnie Anderson... Ronnie... It, Anderson is an idiot. No, no. No, he's not really an idiot. It's just that he talks their language. Whose language? The language of the people who pull the buying strings today. It's the accent on youth. And he sports that long hair, and he he wears clothes that are called mod or whatever. And, well, he's just that... Fresh, bright, vibrant image the board thinks that this company needs. But he doesn't know one end of a receiver from the other. He doesn't have to, Bert. The engineers don't run companies anymore. You know that. It's all in the hands of the marketing people. Well, if you'll excuse me, Arthur, I'd like to clear my desk and go home. Where are you going? You heard me. I said I'm going home. Are you? Tell me, Bert. Where's home? Where's home? It's here. And what's home? This company, it has been your wife, your kids. What else do you have? Will you excuse me, Arthur? You gave everything to this company. The company is all you have to show for your life.
3: You can't leave it. The
1: company's leaving me, Arthur.
3: Ronnie Anderson is a temporary
5: madness that's come over the company.
3: Oh,
1: Ronnie Anderson. Who says God has no sense of humor? You want to go to lunch? Uh... Well, Ronnie Anderson's invited everybody to be his guest in the penthouse. Well, I have a previous engagement. Well, why don't you go and score some points? That was a low blow. I'll see you later, first. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir? Miss Hastings, called the garage. I want my car... For-
5: for lunch, Mr. Fowler.
3: Mm. Isn't
1: it a beautiful day?
5: Oh, I can't remember ever doing anything like this before.
1: Anything like what, Miss Hastings?
5: Oh, driving out in the country during the middle of a working day. Oh, the woods are so beautiful. Yes.
1: Now, you, you've uh, you've been my secretary for so many years, Miss Hastings. And, uh, well, I know so little about you. For example, uh, well, uh, why have you never married?
5: Well, because... No one ever asked me.
1: You never married because no one ever asked you. And I never married because I never asked anyone. (laughs) Uh, Why are all those cars parked along the side of the road?
5: Oh, well, according to those signs, it's a garage sale.
1: Oh, what's a garage sale?
5: Oh, people want to get rid of a lot of old things around the house, so they just hold a sale.
1: (laughs) What a coincidence. I'm an old thing that was gotten rid of today myself. You know, I feel an affinity for this place. Uh, let's stop and browse about. Oh, I've never seen so much junk.
3: Oh,
5: well, usually, you see some old books and pictures.
1: Uh, you see that stuff over there, Miss Hastings? Uh-huh. It's typical of what you'd see in a home about, oh fifty 50 years ago. Look, there's an old, broken-down wind-up phonograph, a clothes dummy, <laughs> a coffee grinder, and and her.
5: Mr. Fowler? Mr. Fowler, are you all right? Oh, no.
1: Oh, no, it can't be. Mr.
5: Fowler, you're so pale. It's, it's mine. Mr. Fowler, something's wrong.
1: Uh, Miss Hastings, you, you, do you see that thing on the table? It, it looks like a round container with some wire wrapped around oh, it.
5: Oh, yes.
1: Uh, see what price is marked on it, hmm?
5: Oh, there isn't any.
1: Oh, the woman at the gate. Ask her how much she wants.
5: Oh, Mr. Fowler, you're shaking. Are are you ill? No,
1: no, find out how much she
3: wants. Huh? I have to
5: have it. A dollar.
3: A dollar?
5: Mm.
1: Well, I'd have given her a
5: thousand. Well, now it's yours. But
1: it was always mine.
5: Mr. Fowler, are, are you saying you once owned this... Whatever it is. And now, by I don't know what kind of coincidence, you just came across it again? What
1: do you think this is, Miss Hastings?
5: I couldn't tell.
1: (laughs) It's a radio.
5: A radio? It looks more like a carton for ice cream or or sauerkraut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This was my first design. My very first design.
5: You designed Yes,
1: Mr. Files? My first design, my my first prize. There was a magazine called uh, American Youth, and it offered a prize for the best and most simple design for a crystal set, and. Well, I I submitted this one, and I won. I was 10 years old, and I won. The magazine printed the diagram for this, and youngsters all over the country copied their own sets from it. Just just think about it. More than 40 years ago, a kid who lived in this house made this radio from my design. I still remember the prize. A gold medal. And on it was inscribed... To Bertram Fowler, a great scientist of the future.
5: And it came true. You are a great scientist. Uh Uh-huh. No. No,
1: I never became a scientist. I just tinkered around with gadgets.
5: The... Do you mean a thing like this could actually work?
1: Oh, sure. I'll put on the earphones. But
5: well, how wouldn't it need a new battery?
1: No, no battery, no electricity. It works by itself. Oh. You see, it's just, it's just a, a coil of wire, a crystal detector, which is made of silicon or galena. Uh, let's see, we need, a, we need an aerial. Oh, we can use the metal clothesline the lady has stretched oh, in her yard. It. Oh, this will be fine. Uh, now, now listen through those earphones.
5: Hear anything? Oh, yeah, I, I do hear a kind of scratchy noise. Wait, music. Yeah, I, I, I think I hear music. Clearly. Well, listen for yourself. Oh, yes,
1: uh, may I have those earphones?
3: Hotel in New York. Oh, what Yesterday. it's
1: not possible. And now for the news.
3: President Coolidge said today that he will call for a three power naval conference in Geneva, Switzerland.
5: Mr. Fowler, what's wrong? Oh, is somebody. Somebody help me. We need a doctor. Please oh oh Mr. Fowler, don't paint. <laughs>
1: out if he tunes in the news and he gets the bad news of 1927 but why is he picking up that kind of news and that kind of music now what kind of radio set did our friend burt fowler design anyhow i'll be back shortly with act two
2: hi i'm burl You know, I've been telling you that Uncle Ben's Long Grain and Wild Rice is a wonderful way to make an ordinary meal a great meal, and to keep a great meal from becoming ordinary. That's because it's a delicious combination of Uncle Ben's rice, natural wild rice, herbs, and seasonings. It has a really distinctive taste just about every grown-up loves. But what about those everyday family meals? Well, now Uncle Ben's has a way to make them special, too. With Uncle Ben's new fast-cooking long grain and wild rice, it's flavored with a delicious but milder blend of herbs and seasonings. So it has a milder taste. It cooks in just five minutes. So it's easy to serve any time. With anything, chicken, hamburgers, whatever's on the family menu. So try Uncle Ben's new five-minute fast-cooking long grain and wild rice. The whole family will love its milder taste. Hey,
5: when's the last time you made a wish? I wish I could get an geometry. (laughs) I wish for a a place to live. I wish I was in Omaha with my grandmother and grandfather.
1: Wishing is very important, you know.
5: I think I wish for all the children
1: in the world to be well and healthy and have enough to eat.
5: I wish I could lose 100 pounds. I wish I had a bike. My wishes is for good parents.
1: Wishing means you hope for better things. I wish we could find solutions to the crime problem.
5: I wish that we win every soccer game in our league. I wish, and I really wish, the price of food would go down.
1: If you want hope, you've got to make a wish. If I have one wish, it's uh, to understand my children.
5: I wish that everything works out between my boyfriend and me.
1: I just wish for a job.
5: I wish all the lost children would come home to their fathers.
1: Because without a wish, there can be no hope.
5: Yeah, I wish there were more love and truth and less loneliness in the world. From the Franciscans, with love.
1: I shot an arrow into the air. It fell to earth, I know not where, said Mr. Longfellow. But the fact of the matter is, the arrow did fall, finally, to the earth. There is evidently then a significant difference between arrows and words. When you shoot or utter or discharge, however you want to put it, a word into the air, apparently it never falls to earth again. It enters the ether and stays there forever? Or does it? How else may we account for the fact that Bert Fowler is now hearing words that entered the airwaves more than 45 years ago? You say that you heard of actual uh, uh, Paul Whiteman broadcast. And I heard a news broadcast, which could only have been made in 1927. Why? Because it was about the conference to restrict the number of battleships. Mm-hmm. It was called by... President Coolidge, you, you've heard of him uh, Yes And you heard all this on that uh that, sorry, that ice cream carton This ice cream carton is actually a variable Inductance tuning coil A crystal detector and uh, Look doctor, huh? I don't want to get into anything Here, I, I know what I heard Well when Miss Hastings brought you here To my office, she said that you'd had a very uh, A very shattering Experience earlier in the day In your business affairs Yeah, you could say that well, that was one shot to your system. And then you encountered this, uh... This radio. Uh, which was made from a prize-winning design of yours, now. You're only a child at the time, so that's a second shot. All right, but what does all this have to do with what I heard? Well, the present has suddenly become unbearable. And you're escaping back into a beautiful, promising past? Now, what you're saying is that for one reason or another, I imagined all this. Hmm? Well... Yes, that's what it. Uh, that's what it comes to, Mister Fowler. Listen, I put on these earphones. I scratched that crystal with the uh, cat's, whisk, cat's whisker. All I got was static. Mm-hmm. Uh, doctor, am I okay otherwise? Oh, you check out first rate. Hey, listen. Let me know if you raise any more of that twenties jazz, huh? <laughs>
5: Mr. Fowler.
1: Mr. Fowler. Wait. Mr. Fowler. Wait. Uh, yes. yes. Mi- what is it, Miss
5: Hastings? Oh, uh, let me take Mr. these earphones Fowler. off.
1: Let me take these earphones off.
5: You're due at a meeting in Mr. Anderson's office.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, uh, Miss Hastings, I. Well, I'm, I'm hearing the strangest voices on this old radio uh, of mine. What kind of
5: voices? Well, I don't know. Oh, Mr. Fowler, I, I wish I could hear the voices you say you hear. They're there. They're loud and clear.
4: Bert,
1: we're no longer competitive. There's not a company in the world that can match our quality, Rob. Yeah, but we've got to cut
3: costs. We can't. You mean
1: you can't? If you know someone who can produce this quality for less money, well, I'll, I'll step aside. How about less quality? There goes the reputation of this company. Well, don't you worry about our reputation. I have to. I created it. Why didn't you resign, Bert? I'd have resigned if they'd named you president. That would be the easy way out. Well, you'll simply have to find some shortcut. If you put us back with the rest of the pack, why should people buy our product? That's my job, marketing. You turn it out, I sell it. Just like that, huh? You're not keeping up with the current market. Neither is your friend, Arthur Davis. What about Arthur? Well, I almost fired him today. Why? He has a lot to learn about publicity. That little uh, thing
2: of yours, that crystal set, just because it won a prize almost 50 years ago, he thought it was worth sending word to the press. For that you'd fire him? Here's that old magazine, it's dead and gone, and pictures of kids in short haircuts and knickers and this crazy-looking cotton with all those clips and fasteners.
1: And you're our executive engineer? Ron, you may have missed the point. The image is old-fashioned. The direction is backwards.
5: Nobody cares about yesterday, Bert. Mr. Anderson's secretary just called. You're supposed to have a cost analysis ready for the meeting tomorrow morning. I know, I know. Well, if you don't give it to me to type, they won't have
1: it. That's very well put.
5: And I know you haven't even started it. That's right. Now, Mr. Fowler, don't you Zifa think that you ought...
1: and Aletha. Hmm. Zifa is a man's voice. It sounds like a man's voice. And Aletha... Hmm, it must be a woman's voice, but... Who are they? Who are Mr.
5: they? Mr. Fowler, should I call back and tell Mr. Anderson's secretary the report will be ready? Uh,
1: yes, yes, you do that. Or else... Well, tell her it won't be ready anyway. you feel. But, Mr. Fowler... And now, Miss Hastings, you must excuse me.
5: Are... Are you going to listen to that... That thing again? Shh,
3: shh. Time. It's time, Marita. Oh, no, Zita. Give them a chance. How many chances? How many? One more... One more. You say one more. I give one more. Then they do something even more frightful. The children. The children of today. They are different. A so little space. So few planets that are green. And cool. And fertile. Another chance. Another chance. Either you and I. Could use the space. Why is they... What space? What space?
5: Young men and women, they will be different. Wait, 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 Wait for what? Mr. Fowler, are you all right? Uh, what? Why, what's the matter? Oh, you've been shouting, Wait, Wait for what? Oh? Uh, have I? Now, Mr. Fowler, ever since you came across that that, that that thing...
1: You look at it as if it's some sort of poisonous snake. Oh, it's really a very primitive device. And it gave so many children in less affluent times a wonderful creative outlet. Hey, wait. Wait, the children. The creative children. Are they the ones Zephyr and Alifa were talking now, about? Now,
5: Mr. Fowler, you... You have to go upstairs to that meeting. They have been falling for you. Oh,
1: oh yes, yes, the, uh, the meeting,
3: ah. meeting. I don't see where there's a reduction in any of these costs, Bert. That's right, Ron, you don't.
1: I thought we agreed that we would cut costs. No, as a matter of fact, I think we have to increase them. You know what you're saying. Certainly. I am the president of this company. I set the policy. I am not aware that the board has canceled its commitment to quality. I see. So you want to take this to the board? Absolutely. You're supposed to be the hotshot. But how much ability does it take to sell cheap junk? If you're any good, you should be able to sell quality. I would
2: like to remind you
1: that the board has already chosen me over you. Ah, Then what are you worried about?
4: We
3: need this planet. We have no right to take it. We will make better use of it. But it is theirs. It is theirs. They will destroy it. No, the children. The children growing up. All his children will say These are the children who will destroy Give them a little
1: more time How much? A little more Just a little more We have to stop. Do you hear, Miss Hastings? We have to stop.
5: Mr. Fowler, I don't understand you. What are you saying? We have
1: to stop. Stop what? Stop destroying the world. Oh. Miss Hastings, tell Arthur Davis I must see him in my office right away. <laughs> Arthur, I want you to contact the science editors and writers of all the newspapers, magazines, and wire services. Oh, what for, Bert? What for? I'm going to hold a press conference. That's what's for. Well, I... Well, uh, what? Well,
3: have you
1: cleared it with Ron? No, I hadn't cleared it with Ron, and I don't intend to clear it with Ron either. Now... You just get these guys to meet with me, say, uh, uh, Tuesday morning.
2: Uh, you'd have to tell me why. And I'd have to... Uh,
1: I'd, I would have to check it out. Arthur, I'm asking you to do this for me. Uh, please, Bert. Ron calls the shots. You know that. Sure. Yes, sure. Okay. Okay, Arthur. I'm, I'm sorry that I asked. Look, Bert, I, I am on your side, but you understand my position. Oh, Absolutely. And so why don't you leave before we both burst into tears? Yes, sir? Miss Hastings, call the scientific editors of all the newspapers, magazines, networks, wire services, and tell them I'm having a press conference on Tuesday morning at 10.
3: Oh, but that, that's Mr. Davis's job. I know, uh,
1: but he needs some help.
3: I beg you wait. Every day they do further damage, wreak greater havoc, so sorrier destruction. What I have just
1: played back for you, ladies and gentlemen, is the tape recording of voices that were picked up on this old crystal detector. The message is clear. The world is in danger. It will be taken over by another race, or kind, or call it what you will, unless...
3: What what is
5: this no, wait.
1: No, wait, please. Don't go. Listen. Listen to me. Please Listen. There's almost no time left. We're running out of time. please,
5: Mr. Fowler. You can't get
3: so excited. They don't believe me, Miss Hastings. They don't believe me.
1: Well, do you believe him? The air of the night is filled with voices. And not all of them are heard by everyone. It is said that some men hear the rhythm of a different drummer... What about the rest of us? If we do not hear that drummer, does that mean he doesn't exist? Right now, all we're sure of is this. You exist, and I exist. And I shall return in just a few moments with Act Three.
2: There are times...
1: free spirit at your Buick dealers. If you're thinking about a new car, he has lots of bright, shiny, free-spirited Buicks for you to choose from. If you're thinking used car, your Buick dealer has a good selection of those, too. If you want a check-up for your present Buick, or to get your car in shape for a trip, his service department has everything it takes. Free spirit at your Buick dealer. It's part of every deal.
3: you solve your shopping problems. Your Better
5: Business Bureau knows. Sam Spurd, private investigator. Oh, Sam, I'm so glad you called.
3: You sound rattled, Angel. I'm
5: friendly, Sam. I went to buy the carpet for the office and I got so confused. There are too many kinds. I didn't know what to ask or what to buy.
1: I'll help you, young lady.
5: Mercy! Who are you?
1: I'm the man from the Better Business Bureau. Now, when you're choosing carpet, make sure you pick a long-wearing one that'll go with your walls, draperies, and upholstery. Beware of so-called fantastic bargains. And don't buy a carpet that isn't labeled as the fiber content.
5: Oh, Sam, now I know what to look for and ask before I buy a carpet.
1: You floor me, Angel. Just another helpful tip for your benefits. Going amiable Bert Fowler is suddenly cast, or he seems to have cast himself, in the role of a prophet of doom. A role that is certainly alien to his nature, but one that he seems powerless to reject. Prophets of doom, historically, don't do very well. Indeed, most of them come to a rather unfortunate end. Is this the fate that awaits our Burke Fowler?
3: Ah, uh, gentlemen?
1: <coughs>
2: uh... This meeting was called originally to acquaint this board with some fundamental policy differences between Bert Fowler and me. But that is insignificant now. Anyone who has read the papers, who has seen or heard the news broadcasts, is aware of the fact that Bert Fowler has made this
1: company a laughingstock. You have no right to call a press conference. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please listen to me. We must put a stop to this. Put a stop to what? Put a stop to this exclusive pursuit of... Of our own private interests. And what does that mean, Bert? We are in danger. Of what? Of running out of time to save ourselves. From home. Well, from home. It's here. You can hear it on this crystal detector. Look, Bert, all of us have clamped on those earphones. All of us have have humored you. The voices are there. The voices are clear. And so I can only conclude that you do not wish to hear them. Gentlemen... I recommend we relieve Bird of his duties as chief of engineering and design. And retire him on his very generous pen. Now listen, we have to devote ourselves to peace to the better. Not, of Bert, you're out of order. Now why don't you just oh, leave quiet? Your
3: hands, on now, Bert, your, time, your hands off of me. I'm only taking your hands off of me.
1: That's so good, Mr. Fowler. Oh, I don't know what came over me, Doctor. Yeah. A fine crusader for peace you turned out to be. You slugged the first guy who disagrees with you. Doctor, what am I doing here in this hospital?
4: Well,
1: you're going to be observed. What does that mean? Ah,
2: well, this will give you a chance to cool off. I will write a high-sounding report filled with all kinds of technical
1: statements that no layman could understand and no two doctors would agree on. I do hear these voices. Yes, of course. Then, then you admit they exist. I agree that you hear them. Uh, doctor, what am I going to do? Face reality. What I hear is real. Well, there are many realities. and The problem is you have to get along with the one that's popular. Now, the voices you hear are your voices, Mr. Fowler. They remind you of a happier time. No, I am not talking about the news and the music. I mean, I mean Zifa and Alifa Ah, Aletha well, and uh, Zifa. Yeah, yes, A to Z. See, that's how you see your life. It's completely fouled up. It's no wife, no kids, no real fame. You know, it's a, a brilliant potential that was never realized. That's how you account for it, Bert. I'm on your side. I think the whole thing is absolutely wild. According to Alifa and Zifa, the young people of my generation should have turned things around. I guess we. I guess we only made them worse. How about your generation, Doctor? Well, we make a lot of noise, but we'll get older, too. But, Doctor, if we do nothing, the world will come to an end. You want to know what I think? I think the world came to an end a long time ago.
5: Welcome home, Mr. Fowler. Uh,
1: uh, Thank you. Thank you, Miss Hastings.
5: The company told me I should stay on as your secretary.
1: <laughs> That's one of the bonuses you get at the end of the rat race. Assuming you've been one of the bigger rats.
5: Although I I don't know what my duties are.
1: Well, you come to the apartment every day at nine and you're going to put in a full day's work. That is, unless you'd rather go get yourself another job.
5: Oh, no. No, Mr. Fowler, I... I'll never leave you. I'll stay as long as you want me.
1: Now, Miss Hastings, all our lives, we've been looking out for number one. Uh, you follow this? Uh,
5: yes, sir. And
1: so, despite all the other theories, that is the basic reason the world has gone to hell. Uh, do you agree?
5: If you say so, Mr. Fowler. Yes,
1: people have to start looking beyond themselves. We just have to do things that will, that will turn the world around.
5: Uh, yes, Mr. Fowler. Now,
1: this is something that has to begin at the top. Once the leaders understand what their true mission has to be, we can save ourselves. Now, I've drawn up a list of important people. After all, I'm... I was somebody myself.
5: There's no doubt about that, Mr. Fowler. I
1: have worked with people in government, in the military, in industry, and not just here, but also abroad. And I'm going to put it to these people. Now, here's the list. And I want you to put through some calls for me. <coughs>
5: Mr. Chadwick on the phone, Mister Fowler. Oh, oh, thank you, Miss
1: Hastings. Uh, hello, George. Uh, you got my letter? Hmm? Uh, what do you mean? What's the punchline? Oh no! No, 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 no! I'm serious. We all have to unite against this new menace. We have to change our self-centered thinking. Now, uh, uh, George, George, you know I'm not crazy. I, I, hmm? uh, oh, sure. Oh, yes. Yes, we'll, we'll get together for lunch one day. All uh, right. Bye. Uh, uh, well, at least he returned the call.
5: I'm sorry, Mr. Fowler.
1: Mm. Well, who else have you tried?
5: Oh, Mr. Cartwright of National Industries. He always seems to be in a meeting. M- Mr. Taylor's out of town. I, I, I just can't get anybody. I'll see who it is.
1: Oh, good morning, Mr. Davis. What? Right. Arthur, sit down. You like a drink? Uh, no, no, no. I, uh, well, what is it, Arthur? I like to think that we're still friends. If you like to think so, by all means. But what you're doing is, well, to a person who knows you, it's heartbreaking. Oh. and what am I doing? You're making a damn fool of yourself. The way you write letters to people and the way you call them on the phone and try to waylay them in the offices. Bert, you... you look ridiculous. Huh? Do I? Bert, it's tragic to see you ending up like this. An eccentric, a uh, crack a nut. Uh, and besides... Uh, uh, yes? Well, as the company. <laughs> but I've retired. I'm no longer with the company. Your name will always be associated with the company. And so what you're doing is a reflection. What do you suggest I do? Oh, enjoy life. You're still comparatively young. You have plenty of money. Uh,
0: Arthur.
1: Arthur, friend to friend, if you were me, how would you go about it?
0: Go about what?
1: Go about getting people to listen. Nobody wants to listen to what you have to say, Bert. I know, I know. But how how can I dramatize my message? You've just answered your own question. Dramatize. Call attention to yourself somehow. Uh, make people listen. Do something. Yes. Oh, I don't know. But something that would just explode all over the front pages. Uh,
3: oh, yes, yes.
1: Thank you, Arthur. But uh, I want you to know we're still friends. Oh, it's heartwarming to hear that, Arthur. I. Now, well, I, I I wish you'd forget about those those voices. But how, how can I forget? I hear them so, so clearly. Now listen, put the earphones on. I tried, but I just can't hear. Or you don't want to. (coughs) Miss Hastings, uh, what are you doing? Oh,
5: I'm typing your letter to the President of the United States uh, and a copy for the Premier of the Soviet and the Prime Minister of China. Well,
1: just hold off on that for a little while. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Miss Hastings, uh, Miss Hastings, you don't think that I'm crazy, do you?
5: Oh, no, sir.
1: Well, take the rest of the day off. I, I'm i thinking of trying a different strategy.
5: Uh, yes, sir.
1: Arthur was right. He said I should try something that would explode all over the front pages. Now,
5: uh, what do you mean, Mr. Fowler?
1: I simply have to make people take me seriously. Who's
3: that?
1: What? Bert, it's you. Yes, Ron. It's me. What are you doing here? Oh, I got lonesome for the place. I thought I'd come by for a little visit. At 10 o'clock at night? Well, you're still here, Ron.
2: Wait. What? What have you got in that valise?
1: What do you think I've got?
2: I'm going to call a security guard. I just saw him.
1: He's asleep. But he's outside. He he won't get hurt.
2: What have you got in that valise?
1: Fuses. Wiring. For explosives. But you're crazy. Nobody wants to listen. I'll have you thrown into jail? Get out of here. Her. I don't want anybody hurt, not even you. This place will go up in 30 seconds. You're a maniac.
3: Run for your life, you! Run! Why are
1: you standing there? Because it's my company. I'll stay with it.
3: You're out of your mind. better run for your life.
1: was he this morning, Miss Hastings? Oh,
5: he seems to be fine, Doctor. Mm.
1: And where's the crystal set?
5: Oh, he hasn't asked for it since the, uh, I don't think he even remembers it. Oh, well,
1: oh, hello, Mr. Fowler. Hello? Oh, yes, sir uh, hello, Doctor. they huh. are you treating you okay? Oh, just fine. Good. Between you and me, Bert, uh, Is uh, that what it was all about? I mean, you were so completely upset at not being made president that you just blew up the company for revenge. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Well, you're lucky to be alive. How you survived that explosion just defies all explanation. She can explain it. Miss Hastings? Oh, that's not her name. No, no, her name is Aletha. Aletha. And she loves me. Oh. You love me, don't you, Aletha?
5: Yes. I love you.
1: Because she loves me. That's the reason the world is still ours. She doesn't want me to be destroyed with everyone else. Oh. Well, all right. Do you understand, Doctor? Hmm? I tried. Yes, but no one wanted to listen. And the world will only last as long as I live and afterwards, Zepha and Oliva huh? will take it for their own people. Isn't that so, Oliva? Yes. Yes, Mr.
5: Fowler. That's so. Well,
1: I guess it's up to me to keep you alive for a long, long time, Mr. Fowler. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you, Doctor. I want to stay with her as long as I can. Because I love her. I... I always loved her. Let's hope he stays with her for a long, long time. Because if her name is Aletha... We are all only safe as long as Bert Fowler lives. Well, you must admit the end of the world could happen any time for any number of reasons. Just add Bert Fowler to the list. At any rate... I'm reasonably sure the world won't end before I come back in just a few moments. In Popular Library's best selling novel, 34 East, a ceasefire line is drawn in the Sinai on one Soviet troops, on the other, Israel and its Americans. Then, Arab fanatics kidnap the President of the United States, forcing the great powers to start the countdown for nuclear war. The suspense reaches a shattering climax in 34 East, the international bestseller now in paperback. 34 East. Read it today while it's still fiction. Last year, this kid came close to being just a name on a tombstone. What saved him was Helen Costigan. She knew what to do because we taught her life saving. That's the whole business of the American Red Cross. Sometimes we do big life saving jobs like sheltering half a million people, sometimes they're little like helping an old lady get to the supermarket. Life. It's worth saving. What a shot! Give us a hand. All right. The incredibly complex and sophisticated electronic communications of today sprang from simple pieces of wire and crystal. The fantastically complicated jet airplane originated in some pieces of wood, Cloth and bicycle wheels. Our age of technology has come into being within the memory of people who are still alive today. It is so new, so strange that we hardly believe it or understand it. Are we using it properly? What were we supposed to do with it? Our cast included Norman Rose, Mary Jane Higby, Earl Hammond, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Now, a preview of our next tale. Marvin Hale Prentice, M.H.P. In the poetry, all of Preston's writings, the first line always starts with a word that begins with an M. The second line starts with a word that begins with an H. And the third with a P. Well, that could be a... That could be what? Coincidence? Remember what I just quoted over the TV show. The first line begins. Millions reach out. There's your M. Second line. Here we are, prisoners. And the third line, poetry. Only in poetry is, there's the P. And the final three-word sentence, must hope perish. MHP, Marvin Hale Prentice. Now, do you know why I feel V.K. Creston's reaching out to me? One man's thoughts reaching out across thousands of miles and touching my own? That's why I'm fighting this trade bill. It's for V.K. Creston. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated.
0: beautiful music from midnight to six. World and national news on the hour with CBS. Chuck Knopf has local news. From KOIN in Portland, my name is Bill Garrity. Have a good night tonight and a better day tomorrow. And have a lovely weekend, huh? It's 12 midnight.
1: CBS News. The numbers of Vietnamese refugees in the U.S. continue to swell, but getting them settled here is taking time. This is Doug Poling reporting on the CBS radio network. It's thought there are now about 113,000 refugees from Indochina in America. Temporary camps set up for them are jammed. Camp Pendleton, California with 18,000 temporary residents is so full, arrivals are being diverted to other parts of the country. One official says the relocation of Vietnamese into new jobs and homes around the country is going much more slowly than expected and could take up to six months. Leon Marion, head of the American Council of Voluntary Agencies, blames government red tape. He says only those Vietnamese with previously established American sponsors or relatives have started leaving the camps. A South Vietnamese refugee ship, which survived a rocket attack while fleeing Saigon, limped into Guam Friday with 700 persons aboard. The vessel had three holes in its sides and was still flying the South Vietnamese flag. Some of the passengers said about seven people were killed when the rockets hit the ship. More news in a moment. If you ever use a hemorrhoid preparation, you should know this. Vaseline Brands has news. It's hemorrhoid ointment. Hemorrhoid works fast, helps protect with a proven medical ingredient for soothing occlusion. And hemorrhoid gives you only this key ingredient, so it gives you more than the leading preparation. Now at your first sign of pain, burning, and itching, turn to soothing Hammer-Aid. Hammer-Aid. from Vaseline Brands. Use only as directed. The first big Hollywood film of 1975 will arrive on the scene next week, and of all things, it's a cynical look at Hollywood itself. I'm Jerry Dunphy, your host for Entertainment West, heard every Saturday over most of these CBS radio network stations. Tomorrow I'll be talking with director John Schlesinger about his film Day of the Locust, a grim story of Hollywood and the world in 1938. And we'll hear his thoughts on why an Englishman like himself can so easily capture a slice of American life. That's Entertainment West tomorrow on the CBS radio network. One of the world's leading oil magnates has arrived in Latin America. George Natanson has a report from Mexico City. The shore of Iran arrived in Mexico City to a thunderous and typical warm Mexican welcome. Officially, the purpose of this state visit is to strengthen the bonds of friendship between the two countries. Unofficially, it is third world unity confronting the powerful industrialist nations. In the case of Iran and Mexico, oil is the key issue and the possibility of petrodollars invested in Mexico. Sunday, he travels to various industrial sites in the country where Mexico is seeking heavy investment. But if Mexico needs petrodollars, Iran and the oil-producing exporting countries need Mexico to support petroleum price and production standards. The Shah is the fourth head of state to visit Mexico this year. Five more follow before the year is up. All the heads of state represent third world nations, indicating Mexico's intensive campaign to assume a major leading role among the developing countries. George Nathanson for CBS News in Mexico City. Some good news for the nation's economy. The government reports that retail sales rose 1.4% during April. It also reported that business inventories declined $1.9 billion during March. Assistant Commerce Secretary James Pate talked about the significance of the inventory's decline. This is encouraging news, of course, because uh, the liquidation of the excessive stock of unsold goods is absolutely essential uh to a recovery in the economy a resumption in production and a pickup in employment officials also say that a client in inventory should help cut down on inflation Senate and House conferees have agreed on a congressional alternative to President Ford's budget. It is $367 billion and includes a deficit of $68.8 billion. That's about $8 billion higher than the deficit recommended by the President. The Justice Department has recommended that the Penn Central and other financially troubled railroads in the Northeast and the Midwest be sold at auction to more prosperous railroads. A law passed by Congress last year requires the administration to submit a plan for reorganization of those railroads that are in trouble. That plan has to be submitted by law no later than July 26th. CBS News continues in a moment. In God we trust, America speaks. abraham lincoln's creed i believe in god the almighty ruler of nations our great and good and merciful maker our father in heaven who notes the fall of a sparrow and numbers the hairs on our heads i have a solemn vow registered in heaven to finish the work i am in in full view of my responsibility to my god with malice toward none with charity for all with firmness in the right as god gives me to see the right Presented by the Catholic Communications Foundation. A federal health official told a congressional hearing on Friday that a birth control pill for males may be available in 5 to 10 years. Dr. Philip Kortman of the National Institute of Health said current research into such a drug is producing promising results. Doug Poling, CBS News.
2: Gearheads know that some
1: projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.